Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6, Episode 10, it is called Leap, so full spoilers for the episode as always. Uh, these S.H.I.E.L.D. reviews are brought to you by one of our patrons, they are sponsored by Tim Neal, one of our patrons, so uh, thank you to him. Uh, so this episode set entirely in the lighthouse and yep. Izel has infiltrated, uh, obviously we were speculating last week about May uh, as, to, as to why or... Or because I'm pretty sure we speculated that it wasn't really May, that or something to that effect. I'm sure we ran I'm through sure. the, the options. Yeah. We said it. We definitely didn't feel like May. Yeah. Um. But we start the episode and they they lock her up and they find dead Sarge and they're like, well, May did that. That's kind of extreme. But, you know, Sky goes in yeah. to talk to her. Uh, Quench, right, this isn't this isn't like you. May's very stoic. I mean, more than usual, which was basically a joke that. They kind of had in the episode is that you're quieter than normal yeah um and the debate that you know there's, there's a scene where yo-yo piper and uh, i think sky again are, are just standing around just kind of debating this isn't like her it's, you know this is not her attitude this yeah. is not she's fish in a barrel aren't her style it's just not the yeah, way she operates how, you know may said she wanted to kill him but she hates guns yeah uh, and of course, there's the eventual moment where May starts being like, "Wait, I did what? We talking about <laughs> what happened? Yeah. What happened?" Um, and it's pretty clear um, how once we realise that Izel can jump from person to person and kind of possess people, uh, it's it's quite clear that Davis is the one that uh, brought her on. The, yeah, because obviously he had that moment with the Jackal last episode where he kind of ran into her. Um, or well, we didn't see him run into her. We, we they were both going towards her, and then all of a sudden she wasn't there, and we we're with Jacko the whole time. So it made sense it was Davis. It did. Yeah. Uh, so we have this episode where Izel's swapping from person to person. You know, she goes to Piper at one point. Yeah. Who's uh, looking for Shrike tech? Yeah. Or not tech, but Shrike. And then Deke confronts her and is like, "Hey, you shouldn't be having that." Yes. So uh, she jumps into Deke. She jumps into Deke. Um, which is actually really neat because I mean, ultimately, I think this episode largely revolves around one big scene, where all the main characters, barring a couple who are elsewhere, um, assemble in the main command deck at the lighthouse. And there's a really, really neat trick here because the last person we saw jump into was was Deke. So I think we naturally have this feeling that it's this Deke. We we know it's Deke. We've seen it's Deke. Yeah. Um, and he even has some suspicious lines where. So the, the you know the debate. I think Fitz comes in and says, "Hey, it could be any of us." Like it's one thing to assume that it's someone else in the base, um, but it could be anyone. And I think at this point they've let me out of her cell, uh, yeah. and she's joined the group as well. Um, and they're like, "Okay, we're, we're keeping tabs on every agent in the building. We're lo- you know Mac locks down the lighthouse so that no one else can get out in or out. So she's trapped in there with them." But once they realize it could be any of them, it becomes this game of, "Okay, well, how do we prove?" So well. She doesn't get the memories, you know. When she was in May, she didn't seem to know anything about May's yeah. past. Uh, she has to kind of bluff her way through it. So they start kind of, you know, bringing out secrets that only like one other person might know, and kind of confirming yeah, it that and way. Then, so if the other person also knows it, that verifies both of them. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so they don't give the whole secret. They give like half the secret. You know, in Max Casey, he gave like oh, Sky sends half of her pay- or not half, but <laughs> sends some of her paycheck to someone every month. Um, and she's yeah, like, and it's like okay, he knows about that, and then she has to confirm, yeah, I do, and say who it is, so yeah. that Mac knows that she's telling the truth. 
Yeah. Although I never like hearing about Lincoln. Just, just yeah, F- yeah. FYI. That is the the <laughs> second worst thing about this scene. The second worst thing about yeah, this scene. Yeah. There's there is one thing I dislike about this scene. Just one. Just one. Okay. Okay. Well, a proper thing. That's like a nitpick. But I got yeah. one proper thing I dislike about this. Because this is a pretty good scene. I mean. Oh, it's a fantastic scene. Because it... it's just got one problem. What's the one problem? This should have been where the secret for Mac and Deke should have been with uh, No, with I Scar. thought I thought of this too, yeah. I, I thought like Mac was gonna pro- I was like, Oh, this is where it's coming out. Yeah, he's gonna be like, Hey Deke, you know, what was in your, your virtual framework? Like who 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 are you shacking up with digitally? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's gonna be like Daisy. Exactly. I was like this scene is designed to get this out at the into the group. No, nah, it's too, too serious. We're going to have more of a fun scene when that comes out. I mean, sure, but this, this been, is a pretty heavy, tense this drama show scene. Manages to balance comedy even amongst intense moments. Sure, it does. Um, so, the, yeah, so they're sort of clearing people. Uh, Mac does this thing where once he, once they've cleared Yo-Yo and Sky, he asks them to come with him to his office, and then he locks them in the office. And it makes everyone else kind of jumpy about him. Like, oh, did he just trick us somehow? And he's like, no, 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 no. Th- those two have superpowers. If Izel gets into either of them, we're all screwed because we can't do anything about it. Yeah, and it, but it works to make us doubt Mac at least a little bit because we know that Izel was going for the director. That was who she was told she needs yeah. to get for clearance. And likewise, we, the last person we saw her go into was, was, was uh, Deke. And Deke says something like, I talk all the time. I don't have any secrets. Which, well, is somewhat true. It also does sound like a deflection. <laughs> it sounds like it does. And he said that, and that's when I was expecting it to come up, and then it just shifts over to. to I think it does shift to, to fits at that point. I think they were doing all the important people first. <laughs> Deke yeah. takes the least important. If it's Deke, it's like, well, it's Deke. I mean, we can <laughs> we can deal we with deal Deke. Deke. Yeah. Deal with Deke. Deal with Deke. Davis stole a pen from an alien. <laughs> Yeah, yes, this is like people who used to like take the pens from like you know, you know, in the bank, and then they had to start chaining them down because people just took the pens. I guess. Yeah. Uh... Um, so now they're all they're all debating this, but then ultimately it becomes like you know, Max asking fix, fits questions, and he's like, "Hey, where, where was where was uh, Simmons undercover when we first met?" Which is actually really neat because that's when Mac was introduced at the show. That was back in season two, uh, start of season two, and. It's very clear that you can't answer, so I was like, okay, nice little swerve there, because for the audience, we were all kind of expecting Deke, even though it's a, it's a neat red herring, because obviously she could have jumped again multiple times. Oh, it's, absolutely. She could have been She could have been in anyone. Yeah. Um, and she kind of, like, pops out of, of fits. And she is solid when she comes back out, I mean, as she has been, but she can just go in and out of bodies as she sees fit, and it's very quick. Like She kind of works her way up the room by jumping in and out of people. Yeah, she does that later on, but I mean, it, it justifies how easy it, it just the, the scene last episode where she goes into Davis, it actually justifies just how easy and quick it was. Like, oh yeah, it is that quick. Like, you know. Yeah, and there's not much you can do to stop it. Um, so she does a bit of a demonstration. She wants clearance so she can go fetch, you know, and we'll talk about what she's going to fetch in a little bit. Um, but she, you know, pops into various members. Um, who's it? A paper, shoots Piper's own hand to kind of establish that not only can I hurt someone else, I can also hurt the body I'm in. 
Yeah, um, some fantastic effect. Oh, yeah, just there was a shot afterwards where you could just see the hole. Through oh the yeah, hand. the hand looked good. Uh, there's a point where she's in Deke and Max choking Deke, but then she switches to Mac and like continues, continues choking Deke. Choking yeah, him. and Deke's like very nearly like getting choked out. Like you know, he's yeah. gasping for air by the time he's let go. Um, and she's like, "That doesn't have to be painful, but like, you know, I I want what I want." Um, and they all they keep trying to fight back, and eventually she does have this moment where she kind of darts up the room. Yeah, it's because Max said, "Hey, you know, Davis is up on the balcony." It's like, "Hey, you got a shot. You, you, you just take it if you have to." Yeah, uh, and she works her way up the room, going from body to body until she's up in the balcony as well. And she goes out of Davis, and Davis dies. We get a, a death scene in this episode. Davis, she she makes him jump, uh, sort of off the balcony, and kind of head first because it's not like that high up, but it's sort that's of- that's what I mean. I was a little surprised when he was actually dead because I was like. Yeah, I mean, it was a nasty fall, but I wouldn't have expected it to be a death. No, I thought it was going to be a death because he was going head first. Like, if he if, if, if jumped down on his feet, I'd expect a broken leg at, at worst. Yeah. Um, But because he went uh, head neck first, I think, okay, no, he's... Like, this, no, this, this, this is a... I, I thought they might have done something where he was nearly dead. I, so it did surprise me a little bit when he was actually just dead. It's kind of neat in the sense that like Davis has been around for a long time, and it's actually kind of like it's like a red shirt death, but it's a red shirt that actually kind of means something because he's been around for so long. Yeah, it's. I think red shirt is is a bit too harsh for him at this point. Uh, it is, it is, but it's it's just outside our main circle of characters where it's not like oh this really hurts. Yeah, and it, it, it's bizarrely elevated Piper a little bit because Piper like had like, this close friendship like this love hate relationship with him and now it's like no she's the first one who rushes to his body and she is pissed so it it actually gives her a bit more character because now she has something to really fight for you now she's she's got yeah. something to to be you know passionate about and that's that's kind of different um so she ends up taking Mac um and holds a gun to his head you know as he walks out it's yeah. just like hey you know Follow me, and uh, I'll just pull the trigger. Yeah, she she can kill them, you know, herself essentially, whoever she's in, and obviously she yeah. won't get hurt, but she's killing the body. Well, I think she does have to leave before the bullet would hit him because she uh, she jumps out of Davis as soon as he's falling. That's true. The question so is, think... though, does she need to do that, or is that was that more for? Well, I effect? I suspect she does. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Well, my but, question is then. I mean, a bullet's pretty quick. Like, like, how well does she have to time that to get out in time for the bullet? Pretty, pretty. Uh, I mean, there, there seems to always be like a, a second or two when they come around when she jumps out, where they're still kind of dazed and not with it, and they're like, "Oh, what just happened?" Mm-hmm. Um, so I imagine if she starts pulling the trigger and then, because she'd have to step forward, right, and that would make her out of the way rather than she'd have to go to the side. Uh, as soon as she, st- uh, yeah, I imagine as soon as she steps out, the the body would probably just carry on on autopilot before he kind of realized. All right, my only problem with this is that I don't necessarily buy the threat then of shooting herself in the head if if she has to move out because it's so quick. I'm not convinced she can actually do it, make the make the jump in time. Fair enough. I mean, the way the way she killed Davis made complete sense. If if this if this is the rule that she can't actually be in the body when she does it. Then it makes sense the way she does it with Davis. It's, you know, it's like a nice natural thing where she sort of leans forward and then just pulls herself back as he falls, right? Yeah. That makes sense to me. 
Um, but getting out of the way of a bullet, and I'm like, you're saying like, oh, the, the body will do it on autopilot, but it's not that much of a like a, a a distance for the finger to go to pull the trigger. Like it's not. No, it's not. Um, that, that's why I feel like if if you just if she just starts and then steps out, that's it. And and it it's only one step. It's not a huge amount. She has to move. How much is starting? I don't know. I don't know. It's not driving in my head. This this idea of like works for me. Half pulling the trigger, but moving. Um. So, but anyway, so she goes to because so we'll jump back a little bit to get some theorizing because we kind of have answers about Coulson now or Sarge rather. Um, yeah. So, and I think that's actually one of the things we kind of speculated on actually a while ago, like early in the season. Uh, we're talking about um, certainly whenever they brought up the monoliths again, we might have got talking about this that, that would make sense yeah. that that's where we maybe thought of this but um the idea of the monoliths being responsible in some way uh for what's going on and I, don't, I don't know if we ever guess what actually was said in this episode but i remember theorizing about the monoliths um so fitz has a theory that you know one was space one was time and the third arguably might be creation and obviously yeah. we had uh what, what he was calling last season the nightmare dimension uh, where everything was being created, but the idea that it's creation, and because Coulson went in there, uh, the three monoliths that exploded combined and created a duplicate, but also moved them to a different place and a different time, hence why he's been yeah. around so long. Um, however, we find out later when when Sarge wakes up, because even though he appeared dead, he heals like Wolverine, and he gets Pretty slowly, up. but he does. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's got a pulse, and then it sort of builds, and then eventually he's up, uh, and he you know breaks out his restraints, and he gets to the same room, and it's basically the leftover energy and the uh, oh, what do you call it, the orb thing that they trapped the energy in when the oh, I can't remember the name when it was all happening last season. Yeah, uh, but that's where Izel's went. That's where she wanted in, and Sarge goes there too, and it becomes very clear that it did not create. Like, this is not a duplicate Coulson. And even though his memories of his family are actually memories of main, like, characters like that, they're not his memories. It very clearly shows us and tells us that he was an entity that is its own thing before he went into a body that looked like Coulson. It feels like there's a bit of both going on here, where, because the memories, he clearly has access to at least some level of Coulson's memories, because, like I say, he can see. Uh, you know, the May and whoever else was there in those. Yeah. So th- those are clearly still in the body, but there is a driving force that then possessed it over the top, similar to how Izel is possessing these other bodies. Oh, so you think it's just, so as a duplicate of Coulson, that this, this other entity is just possessed? That's, that's what you're yeah, thinking. Yeah, kind of overwritten, yeah. Um... I think I think they've kind of merged in a way. I, I think... Um, because he seems to have forgotten what he was to some extent. Uh, you know, it's only this where you know, she prods just like, hey, you know, you're like me. You know, you, you can, if you really think about it, you'll remember your name. And he comes out with it. Uh, I think the, the Coulson that is in there and this uh, other being have kind of merged. Yeah, okay. Okay. I, I, I don't know if I like that as strictly as you just said it, though. I like the idea that it's less Coulson and more this other thing. And that there's memories of Coulson in there because it was created from a duplicate of Coulson. But for me, I don't like the idea that there's literally a duplicate of Coulson 
that so they kind of cheated and got a Coulson back somehow, you know, that he could eventually just become more of a Coulson. I think ultimately this has to be this other entity that has learned from what it's learned from Coulson. So if if the entity then decided to leave Coulson's body, what would you be left with? That's a good question, but I don't... I don't know is the answer, but I'm not convinced there's just a Coulson left over. <laughs> no, I mean, that's fair. Maybe, I'm not, maybe I'm wrong. Because it because it gets sent to this other place where these non-corporeal entities exist, which is Birbo Dizel and uh, Puricatur, whatever he said, because like, he said his name. It ended in a Q, I'm sure. It was, yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird name, but for for me, like it would feel like cheating to me if we just have a duplicate Coulson. But what I like more than that is the idea that this entity took over this body that showed up, right? That this was created, right? Um, and or if it even had the choice to to like do that, like was it was it just the monolith created it here and, and he was there, and it it just like it merged with them there and then, and that was just it. Um, but the idea that this is an entity that has learned humanity from from Coulson or like whatever of Coulson was in there um kind of thing I think that's more interesting to me just because it's still a new character it's still a new entity of some kind uh, no I don't disagree which is why I but what my the way I was saying it I don't think this entity leaves I think in the end it stays and it is this this new being this combination of the two it's Coulson and this thing so I think that is a new new character, a new entity to, to me. Well, yeah, but that would imply that it could leave and leave Coulson on its own. And if that's the case, then is it not cruel that it's not doing that? Um, not necessarily, because Coulson lived, Coulson died. This this was a, a copy. This was this is kind of like a, a clone almost. Okay, but what claim does it have to this body though? Then. I don't know, but like maybe maybe just the the idea that like these two mind let's you know assuming they are two separate minds have been you know in you know in this same body for some considerable time at this point. Um, maybe it isn't a case of they can be separated anymore. Maybe it is just no, this is what it is now. Uh, you know, the, the pair of them combined. Yeah, that's fair. But I kind of like the idea that there wasn't a choice in the first place either. Like I, you know, like. Mm. It, this entity for whatever it was before like fundamentally changed but i still kind of see it as this entity first I, i'm kind of thinking of it as a um, if you've seen total recall <laughs> which and i'm going off the deep end here but if you've seen total, total recall the and i'm going to spoil the ending here i need, I need to spoil the twist of total recall i'm pretty sure most people know the end of total recall at this point um, so Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie, uh, over the course of the film, like is fighting the villains, and he knows that there's some history. You know, he's got amnesia, and there's some history with him and Mars. And he, the the twist is that he finds out that he was actually a villain. He was working with the main bad guy, and he was awful. But you know, and the bad guy expects him just to revert back to who he was because he learns this. And he's like, "No, I'm better than this. I I believe that I am a better person, so I'm going to continue being a better person and still try and stop you." And I think we're getting kind of a similar thing here with Sarge, where he's learning that he is what Isel is. Because even in this scene, you know, she's like, oh, you, you know, you're me. Like, you remember who you are and, like, we, we can do this together. And he's like, no, I'm going to stop you. <laughs> I don't care what I was. I'm going to stop you. Uh, the idea that whoever Sarge has been is who he is. It doesn't matter what, what, he, what he came from or what he technically was, you know, hundreds of, or thousands of years ago. 
Um, interestingly, Fitz does point out that this is not the first non-corporeal entity of some sort of form that they have encountered. He brings up Ghost Rider. Uh, yeah, which is interesting. And I don't think we ever got any resolution on Coulson's deal with Ghost Rider. No, and I mean, we, we actually theorized again that this, like, Sarge had something to do with Ghost Rider, and this would actually indicate that maybe that's why, like, maybe that's why if Ghost Rider had a claim on Coulson of some kind, is that why this duplicate Coulson gets sent to this place? Because this is technically where Ghost maybe Rider's... I know what the deal was, is, you, you know, you have to give up this other cloned body that's going to happen. Like, you have to not claim it back, sort of thing. Uh, I mean, that's kind of weird, because, I mean, like, would it know that that's going to happen? I, I mean... Time travel. This body... Because this body was sent to the past, right? So, Ghost Rider may have already known that this body exists. Okay, sure. I, I don't know. I, I think it's more interesting to me if, um... It's more of a byproduct of whatever the deal was. You know, like, like because of whatever deal had been made with Ghost Rider, it, like, Coulson was in some way like tethered to this place and that's why when the monolith sent it somewhere it sent it there because it's seen that place is where it belongs could be yeah um because either ghost rider comes from this place or it's tangentially related to ghost rider this plane of existence you know whatever yeah. it is um so yeah i mean izel wants to you know br bring forth other entities and possess everyone uh with the shrike uh eventually yo-yo and mac Oh, sorry, Yo-Yo and uh, Sky break out the the room. They come and help Mac, but uh, Izel comes out and uh, ends up inside Yo-Yo. Yeah, she tries to go into. I think it was Sky that she tries to go into, and Yo-Yo yeah. runs in front, and it's like, oh shit. Yeah, so she's in Yo-Yo, and she's like, oh, this is why I didn't want to get let me get into this body. Uh, and Mac's like, okay, you want a plane? I'll give you a plane, but I'm going with you. Um, so he has some level of influence with her. And as May says at the end, he's trusting the rest of the team to to run in the everything else in his place. Yeah, to to do everything yeah. else needs to be done. Yeah. So um, also makes sense because when Yo Yo, it, like let's assume Izel stuck to a word and took the plane and then left Yo Yo, right? Mm -hmm. Yo Yo's gonna have no idea what the hell has just happened because they lose their memory. She'll have known Izel was in her sure, but not any details where she is. At least with Matt going along, it's like okay, there's someone there who can catch her up to speed yeah. and but it also and makes sense her. just from the just just from the idea that matt cares about yo-yo so oh, this is not purely a, a director decision this is this is equally tied up in yeah emotional attachment uh so, but yeah so that's how how we end the episode uh with with them flying off um with a big green screen shot of uh of main sky watching um, yeah so no um it was a really enjoyable episode. It was a really fun uh, mechanic, uh, and it got a very. It became a very serious mechanic. What once she started getting very threatening, it was like, oh shit, this is actually really powerful. They can't do anything about this. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and and still some funny moments in the episode though, because that's uh, that's oh, what sure. she's good at. Um, a few that I liked in particular were you know um, when there were May was going through. Okay, the last things you remember, you know, walking through the day. So uh, to Yo-Yo, so, well, you and Mac were off to have sex. And mm. he was like, what? And it's like, yeah, come on. Yeah, we all know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other one that got me good was um, once Fitz had decided about the, the monolith, the third monolith being creation and what this other dimension actually was. And Deke was like, well, 
last year you said it was a fear dimension and he's like well you know i'm the smart one <laughs> still still uh trying to one-up him his past self is, is yes yes well he's got to one-up his honeymoon at some point so yeah exactly so you know i'm sure he'll try his best um no, um, that was a really fun mechanic. It got very serious once the the threat became apparent, like how dangerous it was. And it was it, it, it wasn't just all talk either. It was like, no, we killed a character. We killed a, a fairly recurring character to prove how dangerous yeah. this is. Uh, so there we go. So we have Izel. We have three episodes left. Um, and she's turned into quite the nemesis. I, I think like she was fine before this episode. I think this episode actually really sold her herself as like a really really big deal. Hmm. Yeah, it did definitely. So uh, did a good job. So that's good. Um, but yeah, uh, that is episode ten of of Ends of Shield. We um, should uh, we should mention uh, it. It was Comic Con this weekend, and yes. they did confirm that season seven will be the final season. They did. Um, I expected that, but um, yeah, yeah. It but sense. it's nice to just have the confirmation. Um, it's still a decent amount. They they talked about how. They did expect season five to be the last one. That's why you know the the last episode was even called the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did all they did with Colson, and then they were given this, and it's like right, okay, wrap up loose ends. Yeah. Um. So no, that means we can look forward to season seven. We don't have to worry about anything, and they know their ending, so the the finale will be. It sounds like they've known for a while. Yeah. yeah. The finale will be something that actually does feel like a proper ending. So, uh, all good news, really. So yeah. And if you told me back in like season three, this was going to get to season seven, I probably wouldn't have believed you. Yeah, so. and and that's it. You know, yeah, oh, season. You know, can we have one more? That's always the feeling, right? But seven's pretty good. No, seven seven's perfectly fine. Uh, yeah. The head television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer, for example, had a seven season run. So seven seven is a fine number to get to. The, the the only problem with it being seven is that the last two were half seasons. First season of Buffy was a half season, so you know. Yeah, well, it's still got half a season on this, then, hasn't it? Sure, it has one half a season more. <laughs> yeah, but also, I mean, you know, also had a spin-off that went five seasons. So I mean, you know, it did, it's, yeah. it's a whole, it's a whole other kettle of fish. I might be asking for a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they actually started that Bobby and Hunter show, maybe we'd have. Maybe we would have done, yeah. <laughs> oh man anyway uh that is but episode episode 10 of season season 6 we'll see you next time for for episode 11 uh let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below like and subscribe all that stuff you can support the show and everything we do in the channel by going to patreon.com slash tv where you can support us for as little as a dollar per month and you get some bonuses exclusive some early stuff uh, of course at one of the higher tiers you do get sponsor shows like tim neal does on the shield reviews uh, so you can go do that get us on twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates if you have any questions that you want us to consider answering on the show uh, on upcoming episodes you can send emails to mftvquestions at gmail.com uh, still learning it i just made that yeah, email that, that'll recently. get smoother as he goes yeah well uh, so that's mftvquestions at gmail.com uh, so you can send it. Just the only thing I ask of you is to put the the show that you're asking a question about in the subject uh, box, because uh, obviously we have lots of different shows that we're we're doing. So I need to be able to sort them and pick from the correct ones. Um, otherwise, it'll go into a bottomless pit of a folder and probably never be found again. Um, so that is that is the show. That has been our show review. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?